Harry and Pricey podcast. Dubai 92. Need to know. Yeah, you could be doing this bad habit. It could be affecting your relationship. Maybe you've done it before. And that's the reason why your missus left you. Whoa, that just got very deep. It's called cricketing. Yeah. Now, the reason it's called cricketing is because of the sound. Usually when you when nothing is happening, mm-hmm. it's just crickets. You hear crickets. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's an annoying dating behavior. And according to a dating site, Plenty of Fish, uh, the term refers to visibly reading someone's text but not responding. Yeah. So you text and then it's just... Just crickets. That yeah. more sounded like a London pigeon. but <laughs> Pigeoning. It sounded fine. Thanks, mate. Uh, this can go on for hours or even days. It's an issue for both single people and people in relationships. There's a few reasons. Do you want to know some of the reasons as to why people cricket one another? Mm-hmm. Um, a counselling therapist who specialises in this says sometimes it's a mistake. Sometimes it's because the person isn't interested in their date. So if you're getting cricketed, sorry, the other person is just not into you. Yep. Sometimes, and I think this is 99% of the reason why, it's a passive-aggressive action that men and women employ to punish their partners. Oh, so they use it like that. That's not nice. But the, how annoying is that when you send someone a WhatsApp and then mm. you get those two blue ticks? So you know that they've opened up their WhatsApp, they've read it, yeah. and then they've closed it and not replied to you. That's pretty annoying. You, oh. you do it a lot. Oh, mm. okay. Sorry. Oh. Were we going to... Oh, I didn't know I, we were going to get into it. I thought we were going to... Do you want to dance around it and then get there? No. Okay. No, no, no. No, you know what? Let's not cricket one another. Let's just handle this, tackle Let's this issue. Let's just have it out. On. I didn't yeah. know it was an issue. Yeah. If you read a text message and then don't reply and there's a question in it, oh, it's so annoying. Pricey, I have your WhatsApp on mute, so I don't get your text for like eight hours after the mute turns off. Everyone says that to me. You know, a lot of people in the city, like they say, oh, I text Harry the other day. He hasn't texted me back. And they always come to me and tell me, like, I'm your keeper. And I just say, look, trust me, he wouldn't reply to my WhatsApps, but he's paid to work with me, so he (laughs) has to talk to me. It's the only reason why he replies to me. By the way, I would have probably used the terminology PA, as in personal assistant, not keeper, like I'm a zoo animal. (laughs) But thank you, Pricey. So, checking your scandal, Kim and Khloe Kardashian, they've been sued by a jet company for failing to pay an enormous bill. It's, a, it's from Silver Air LLC. They filed this lawsuit saying that they, the girls have left an unpaid balance of over 800,000 dirhams. Oh. You know how they always do those cheeky trips to Las Vegas? They always, and also, Khloe's always going to Cleveland as well from, from Los Angeles. Right. Um, but yeah, so the sources um, connected to the Kardashians are saying that this company are not happy. Uh, usually, Kim pays like a large lump sum, and then they just kind of go and, um, what's the word? When you lease out different aircrafts, you can charter different aircrafts, but they're paid, but they just kind of offload the the kind of workload. Pricey, I can barely afford Uber. I have no idea. <laughs> what, yeah, like. So basically this company, they, they take the money, but then they go and get all these different aircrafts for the Kardashians. They've been doing it for a while and 800,000 dirham bill has been racked up and (laughs) Kim Kardashian hasn't paid it. That's like one Instagram post for them. That's all they need to do. That's what I don't understand. Yeah, Yeah, it's very bizarre. So they're going to be going to court for that if they don't settle it out of court before. Uh, And also Rihanna. So she was interviewed on the red carpet and they were asking her if she would be attending the royal wedding on Saturday. This is because it was all presumed because... I think Rihanna met uh, Prince Harry like in 2016. They were part of 
a, a charity event. I remember that, yeah. Yeah, I remember when they were together. So then she was like, you know, being asked about it. And she was very realistic about what she thought if she was going to be invited or not. Take a listen. Why would you think I'm invited? I don't know you met him. Okay, you met me. You think you're kind of coming to my wedding? <laughs> me? <laughs> Am I coming to yours? I mean, you'll get the invite. Oh, girl. Okay, well then... Maybe I should feel away then. Good honor, shutting I down know. dumb questions from paparazzi. No, and I was like, oh, you'd be, you would feel in Rihanna's presence, you'd feel so awkward as it is. Yeah, she must have just been blurting out whatever she thought, and then Rihanna just shut her down. Although, although quietly. I would 100% invite Rihanna because you know she'd be having a great time. Yeah, Rihanna would be on one of those tables where you know would just be the fun table. Put her on the fun table. Yeah, totally. There's always a fun table at a wedding. Yeah, absolutely. You (laughs) ever been on the fun table? I have been on the fun table before. Oh. Yeah, have you? Oh, you get sent to the kids' tables, don't you? sent to the kids' tables. What's with that? I don't know. Why do you have to sit on the kids' tables? I don't know. Do you like it? No. Oh. I always get put on the stupid kids' table. But kids get the best meals at weddings. They get, like, the nuggets and the chips and stuff. Won't lie, the food is good at the kids' table. <laughs> but still, I would like to be at the adult table just once. Uh, more scandal in an hour. Harry and Pricey, this is Dubai 92. This is where we put it out there on 4009 to try and determine if one of us, either here in the team, someone we know, does something weird and they are all by themselves in Dubai in doing so. Mm-hmm. Um, in this instance, it's driving with both feet. A friend of mine does this. Um, he uses one foot on the brake, the left foot, mm-hmm. and on the right foot, the accelerator. This is on an automatic car. Automatic car. Yeah. Which I find, one, awkward and kind of coordinated at the same time because I can't do that. I'm a one-footer. Yeah, uh, totally. And, and also a little bit weird and dangerous because you're relying on the less dominant foot in an emergency situation yeah. like braking. It's not like you're a Grand Prix driver. It's not like you need to be doing that. Oh, well, a lot of people pretend they are. They do. That. This is true. Yeah. Uh, Maddie from Abu Dhabi is joining the show. Now, you know someone that does this? Yes, I do. Oh, <laughs> My no. brother. Your brother. Your brother. You sound disappointed, yeah. Matt. Well, I mean, I'm not going to say he's the smartest one of the bunch, but he's pretty much not the smartest one of the bunch. <laughs> I've, I've got, I've got, I've got two brothers and three sisters. We were all trained by my mother to drive. Yeah. So I'm not sure why he's different. Oh gosh, does he <laughs> black sheep? What does he have a reason for doing that, or he just likes to? You know, he, he's just. When I asked him about it, and I haven't seen him in a few years, but you know, when I asked him about it, he's like, "That's just how I do it." Okay. So, do you you get what I mean, though? It seems dangerous. Like you want to rely on the dominant foot to break, right? Well, there's that, and plus, you know, what if you hit both at the same time? Guess what happens? Exactly. <laughs> you stall the car out. Matt, uh, you have said as well you haven't seen him for a couple of years. Is that because you're scared to get in the car with him? <laughs> no, 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 no. And well, okay. So the worst part is. Is for a living he drives a lorry. Oh, oh, with two feet. Oh, right. Oh my so. gosh. Is is he here State. in Dubai? No, nah, no, nah, he's in the states. <laughs> Thank goodness for us all. We're safe, right? Kind of, not really. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening. Thanks, guys. Four double zero nine. If you know someone who drives with one foot on the brake and one foot on the accelerator, Craig from Mira joins the show. How you doing, Craig? Hey, uh, good. Thanks. You know someone that does this? Uh, yeah, I do it. You, you do it? What? <gasps> All right, explain your reasoning. Sorry? I- explain your reasoning as to why oh, you do right. this. Yeah, about nine or ten years ago, I had surgery on my right ankle. And, um, yeah, to go back to work, I just 
I had to learn how to break with my left foot. So I couldn't put enough pressure on my right foot. So this was this was came out of necessity. Yeah. This was survival. <laughs> and now you just so now you just do you only drive with your left foot or you do? I the... just carried it. Yeah, I just carried on doing it because oh, it was a lot wow. more comfortable. <laughs> Wow. Can I ask you a question? When you get behind the wheel of the car and people are in the car with you and you're doing it with two feet, are people impressed or are they concerned? Honestly, no one's ever noticed. Oh, okay. I don't don't do it at the moment because I've got a manual car now. Oh, okay, yeah. Oh, your driving just is so confusing to me. It must be confusing for you too, Craig. Thanks so much for calling in, Craig. We'd love for you to come to our ARN Grand IFTA. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. You, oh, can, you can drive with both feet there. <laughs> it's on May 26th at, at, at La Meridian Dubai Hotel. Oh, great. Well, thanks very much. You're going to love welcome. that. Uh, enjoy driving to work this morning. Uh, no matter what, the traffic's bad. No matter how you're driving, <laughs> the traffic is bad. Um, it's just gone 7.30. Thank you for joining us this morning. Uh, we are doing something uh, a little serious on the show. I know we like to have a lot of fun. If you've heard our show, we don't do serious stuff all the time. No, we don't. We do like to have a bit of fun, but... We think this is really important for us to cover. It is Mental Health Awareness Week in the UK at the moment. It is. We'd like to break down the stigmatism, especially here in the UAE. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of people know that there is a lot of support for people out there that could be going through something. Well, mental health is just as important as physical health. We so. pay for a gym membership. Yes. You know, why not try and give your brain the same level of um, attention and care? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so one of us on the team is going to open up about some of their battles that they're going through as well. Um, and we're going to do it next. So stand by. And if you are going through anything as well, don't be ashamed. You're not alone. We're going to open up and talk about it next with you as well. We're going to get serious for a moment here, which is unlike us mm. on this show. We like to have a lot of fun. And trust me, after this, we'll go back to having a lot of fun. Yeah, of course. Uh, and uh, But it is Mental Health Awareness Week in the UK. Yeah, and it's really, like, it's important to us. So mm. this is something that's close to our hearts. So we definitely want to have a chat about it. Um on the show. We think that um, just talking about it break down, breaks down a lot of the stigmatism involved with talking about mental health. Mm. Um, it's an issue we want to talk about here. And I think as a bloke as well, it is a common fact now that blokes don't really talk about this stuff as often as we should. Yeah. And we don't have those kind of support networks as much as women do, I think. Yeah. I don't know, but that's what we've been, well, guys, studies have shown. Yeah. Guys are less emotional, aren't they? They, yeah. they probably are on the inside, but they don't show it as, as much as, as girls do. Yeah. Uh, So I'm going to talk about uh, what I've been going through for the last couple of months. Mm -hmm. Um, I kind of was feeling like down for a very long time. And I kind of thought that that was how a normal adult feels. Um, I just thought that that was the normal feeling of an adult. That's what you do. The stresses of everything, the job, mortgages, that kind of thing. I was really lucky that I had uh, an incredibly supportive girlfriend and an incredibly supportive colleague in New Pricey um, who encouraged me to go... And speak to someone and seek professional help. Yes. Um, After I did that first uh, step and saw someone professional to speak to a psychiatrist, I was diagnosed with depression. Mm. Um, And I know that that kind of, that term is a bit watered down these days. Mm. Um, It can be like, oh, we've had a really bad week at work. I'm feeling really sad. Yeah. Depression is very different. And and everyone that goes through it, um, the way that they go through it differs for every single person. Um, but the way that I can describe it is that imagine the worst bully that you ever had in your life, the worst bully or the worst teacher you had. You know that teacher that singles you out out of the class, um, regardless of what everyone else is doing, mm. or your worst boss. Yes. 
um, and everything you do is wrong um, and you can't do any right. And mm-hmm. They're just out for you. Constantly saying bad things about you. Imagine mm-hmm. that person is yourself and it's your brain. Yeah. And it's constant and it never ends Mm. Um, it affects your judgment in your relationships it affects your judgment at work you start to think that people are thinking things about you Mm -hmm. and that you're doing the wrong thing all the time Um, so it's very different from feeling sad Um, you never know what people are going through and you guys probably didn't know that for a long time because we have a lot of fun in here a lot of the time I am actually a really happy fun guy well yeah and also radio is the fun side of life, isn't it? Yeah. Like people switch on the radio to listen to nice music that's uplifting and, yeah. and the presenters are expected to lift you as well. But then, yeah. you know, everyone goes through their, their different things, their personal things. Absolutely. Um, and I didn't know that that's what it was. And uh, it's the same for me as going to the doctor and saying, okay, you've got you've got a, something wrong with your knee or you've got, mm-hmm. you've got a tennis elbow or something like that. It's literally just a diagnosis of something that is unhealthy in your brain, the same as it is in your body. Yeah, I think it's because it's something that you can't see. Yeah. So people and, you know, other places as well don't regard it as something that's, you know, as important, but it is even more important It's your mind. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Um, so we just wanted to say uh, you, you don't know what people are going through, no matter what, if you, if you work with someone, your partner, your friend, they could be on the surface happy and, and, and happy-go-lucky, but just pull them aside and just say, hey, are you, are you doing okay? Yeah, are you, you okay? Know? Because, you know, and also, like, if someone's in a bad mood or if someone's just a little bit more quiet or whatever, don't assume. Don't assume that it's, you know, anything to do with you. It might be something to do with them. So yeah. that's why it's so important to ask people if they're okay. Um, by the way, I'm, I'm definitely on, on the mend these days mm. as well. Uh, I, um, I have a gym membership and, and I thought, well, why would I spend the money on a gym membership to make my body uh, feel good when my mind is and, needing help and my mind is needing help too so mm-hmm. there is support out there there are a lot of uh, places and clinics yeah. and professionals here there's that, some great places uh, Darkness yeah. into Light Out of the Blues which is for men as well mm. uh, there's Lighthouse Arabia as well there, there are plenty of places around Dubai that can help you and there's so much on the internet as well yeah so if you're if you're listening now and you're going through something and you think that feeling sad and feeling down and um, not having a uh, a, a a happy outlook on your future. Yeah. Just speak to someone, message us, speak to your friend, speak to your yeah. partner, speak to your family. That's the first step. Never ever feel ashamed about yeah. talking about it. And I will say this as well. Just because you perceive somebody as successful or if they've got a happy family or if they're filled with love, it, it doesn't matter. Mm. It, depression can hit you at any stage in your life. It doesn't discriminate. At any, yeah, at any professional level of your life. It, mm. Even if you feel like you're successful, you don't deserve to be depressed, that's wrong. If you're feeling sad, you should go and talk to somebody. Absolutely. It doesn't discriminate. So make sure, just reach out, speak to someone, just and even ask someone, hey, how you doing? You're okay. Yeah. Um, we're going to put up a post on our Instagram as well, at Dubai92, with a bunch of support networks and stuff out there if mm-hmm. anyone does want to speak about it. Yep. It is Mental Health Awareness Week yep. this week in the UK, and we thought we'd just put a spotlight on it over here as well. Um, so I know it's a bit weird when we go serious, but I think that was an important one to chat about yes, this morning. It very important. Let's Thank get back to having up. fun. Harry and Pricey get you to work this morning. This is Dubai 92. Serena's up next with the latest really important news, Serena, if we're driving to work every day. Yeah, it's from Road Safety UAE, and I'm going to be able to tell you the time of day that the most traffic accidents happen and whether it's men or women that are most likely to be involved in them as well. That's coming up at 8 o'clock. 
This is your scandal. Lindsay Buckingham has spoken out about his departure from the band Fleetwood Mac. He joined the, ba- uh, the band 43 years ago with his then-girlfriend Stevie Nicks. And he said that him leaving the band wasn't really his decision. Take a listen. For the last three months, I have sadly taken leave of my band of 43 years, Fleetwood Mac. Uh, this was not something that was, was really my doing or my choice. There were factions within the band that had lost their perspective. It harmed the 43-year legacy that we had worked so hard to build. Such a shame. It was a band I always wanted to see live. I know, right? Now. It's bizarre. Like, you don't want to see a band that's not got one of the members there, if it's, that makes sense. Like, Lindsay Buckingham is cornerstone yeah. member of Fleetwood Mac. So, I know. Yeah. It's bizarre. So, yeah, that was him talking about it because a lot of people were thinking maybe he left on his own accord. Yeah. It doesn't really sound like it at all. Uh, the Big Bang Theory has paid tribute to the late great professor, Stephen Hawking. Uh, he had actually appeared on the show a total of seven times. I didn't know that. He, yeah. yeah, he was a fan. Um, so it was only right that they paid tribute to him in this very special way. Now, in this clip, Sheldon and Amy are looking through their wedding gifts. Take a listen. This one is from Stephen Hawking. He must have sent it before he died. <gasps> it's a pocket watch. It's beautiful. There's an engraving. What's it say? Sheldon. I'm so glad you finally married Amy. It's about time. <laughs> ha, ha, ha. Love, Stephen. And I thought I was all cried out. Oh. That's really nice they Isn't did it? that. Yeah. yeah, I know. It's really sweet. So um, that was the Big Bang Theory paying tribute to Stephen Hawking. I'm not a huge fan. of it. I've never really watched an episode, to be honest. Yeah. Only two episodes on a plane. Yeah. <laughs> Were you really desperate? I was desperate, yeah. But that is nice. <laughs> that was really, that. really nice. Yeah. Uh, thanks for the update, Pricey. No Horan now. Uh, we love this tune. Still, I heard it the other day and I was like, this is still a good song. Love our Nile. Slow hands, Dubai 92. 4009 if you want to join us. Uh, as early as last weekend, I think it was. No, weekend before. Weekend you were in before. Armenia. Went to Armenia for a little uh, holiday getaway. Uh, weekend getaway, rather. And we were just chatting about it in the office before because I thought that I was kind of alone with this, but I've got a weird kind of hotel ritual. So when I book the hotel, the first thing I do when I get in, well, the first thing I do when I get in is try and find how to operate the light switch, by the way, <laughs> just quietly. <laughs> Aren't you supposed to put your card in the, oh, in the bit? Felt the like a bit. senior citizen. I was texting you from the hotel in the dark. I know. Well, there's so many light switches everywhere, and one's for the foyer, one's for this, oh, that, and yeah. Never work it out. Underneath the desk? Who needs a light underneath the desk? Apparently you do in hotel rooms. That aside, the first thing I do every single time I get into a hotel I always pull everything out, like so the the drawers, the um, the bedside tables, the desk. I always look behind everything underneath the bed, in case like there's a little stash of money, oh my god, or or like an instruction from a secret agent or something like that. Yeah, I was gonna say it's very 007. Yeah, I think I've watched too much either Mission Impossible, Born Identity. Or James Bond movies, yeah. where there's always like a secret message left in the thing. And sometimes I've I've actually known of people to leave little messages and little notes in hotel rooms, hotel rooms for other people to find just for a bit of bants. Oh, really? So I'm always checking it, <laughs> looking for the banter. Yeah. <laughs> so the first thing I did when I got into the hotel in Yerevan, which is in Armenia, which is where I was a couple of weekends ago, pulled out the desk, which was a heavy set desk, by the way. Oh my pulled it out, looked behind. Oh, no, just a bit of fluff. Oh, that's it. Okay, disappointment. Oh, gosh. But apparently I'm not the only one with a little hotel room ritual. Yeah, I've got a hotel room ritual, and it made me think of it when you were talking about yours before. Yeah. 
Um, I actually, I go, I put my my stuff down and I go straight to the room service menu <laughs> and I look for the cheese putter. And if there's a cheese putter on the menu, I have to order it. It's just this thing I've been doing with my best friend yeah. since we were really little. And and But what if you're disappointed by the cheese platter? Well, it's kind of like that. You have to kind of rate it. Okay. You have to be like, okay, so a lot of the hotels that are memorable in my mind are yeah. the ones that had... You know, phenomenal cheese platters. So if you're um if you're on TripAdvisor and there's a review not for the room or the city or the attractions or the just, cleanliness, <laughs> just the cheese platter. That's me. That's probably Natalie Price. Everyone. Or my best friend Haley. Either of us. <laughs> Hotel room rituals. If you've got one, four double zero nine. Love to hear. Uh, and hopefully we're not alone as well. Yeah. Yeah. It can be anything. Yeah. Probably the bathtub. The bathtub's a big one too. Oh really? Yes. I kind of try and stay out of the bathtubs in hotels. Just me personally, a bit of a germ. Thing. Oh, yeah, you're a bit funny about that. Yeah, yeah. You're a massive germaphobe. Yeah, so, uh, but Hotel Room Rituals 4009, love to hear yours. Uh, we'll take your calls on this next. Chatting about weird hotel rituals. I brought this up just before in our show meeting. I didn't think that we all had weird hotel rituals, but apparently we do. We most certainly do. The weird, quirky habits you have as soon as you get into your hotel room, what do you do? Mine is that I pull everything out, all the drawers, all the shelves. I pull the bedside tables out. I have a peek behind the desk, big old desk in the hotel room, pull it out. I'm looking for either hidden money or special instructions, perhaps from a secret agent, or just like a little letter or a note or something. All in high, high what are they, hieroglyphics? It's just, yeah, I've watched too much. I really have. I've watched too many Bond movies, too much Mission Impossible. Born Identities by the sounds of it. But I can't help it. I do it every single time I go so into a hotel funny. room. One day, one day, it might just happen. Yeah, I, I hope so. Never yeah. know. Christy from the Ranches joins the show. What's your weird hotel ritual, hun? Uh, it's not actually mine. It's my husband. Yeah. What does he do? Um, whenever he gets to a hotel, he um, takes out his valuables, so passport, keys, whatever's valuable, mm-hmm. and um, he puts them in the safe with one of his work shoes because then he won't forget to collect them again because he needs the other shoe to put it on. That is so <laughs> smart. Genius. That is really, really clever. That's so, but you sound so surprised that he's done something smart, Kirsty. Um, <laughs> when you open the safe and there's like a flip-flop bent in half, it's, yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much, Christy. Okay. 4009 if you want to weigh in this morning, your weird hotel rituals. Lena from Jumeirah 3 joins. How you doing? Hi. Hi. What is your weird hotel ritual? Uh, before, before the room gets messed up, I take photographs of the whole hotel room. Oh, you take photos of the hotel room? Yes. Yes. Is, is that for like TripAdvisor or just for your own like personal viewing? Me. Personal. I, I'm an interior designer and I design hotels, so I will go in and then my husband used to go in and then he will, he will stand outside. He said, you know what, you go in, I'll give you five minutes and then I'll come uh, in. <laughs> He's like, this, we'll is a, yeah. this is a holiday, you're not supposed to be working. Yeah. Lena, you're like, yeah, you know, you know what's up. I'm taking photos first. Don't mess anything up. I know a lot of people that take ho- uh, photos of their hotel room for Instagram before they mess it all up, yeah, by the way. so true. Yeah. And uh, John on the text line has said, I always have a bath in a, uh, a hotel, otherwise I don't feel like I've got my money worth. Oh it's yeah, true. yeah. Some of those hotel yeah. baths are luxurious. My aren't friend they? actually brings products to the hotel to have the bath with, like you know from Lush or whatever, like the bath bombs. Did anyone else pick up on that when you said my friend? Are you referring to yourself? <laughs> <laughs> Don't. Why did you do that? <laughs>
Yay! Or nay! This is where our producers will fire off some scenarios, questions, current affairs at us. We have three seconds to answer yay or nay, no fence sitting. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. I love <laughs> this game. This game is good. Sometimes I like it. Yeah. Are we ready? Let's do it. Here we go. Number one. Not inviting all your family to your wedding. Yay. Yay. Really? Mm-hmm. So you wouldn't invite all your family members? Absolutely not. I probably wouldn't invite any of my family and just elope with me and... <laughs> no, I'm serious. They're weirdos. Yeah. I mean, there's people People in my family I haven't spoken to for years. I'm not going to be inviting people. Like who? Oh, like my dad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, pricey. I didn't mean to go down that avenue. <laughs> We've got a spot tomorrow to talk about it if you want to. <laughs> All right, next one. Talking while you're eating. Oh, three, two, one. Yay. We're in radio. Oh. We can't stop talking Sometimes all the time. Sometimes you just got like, I'll cover my mouth so no one can. No, I just tried to cover my mouth. I'll cover my mouth so you can't see. But sometimes I just have to, like, I have to tell you straight away. Yeah, I agree. So I can't help it. I don't always do it, but if I'm excited, oh. It's being said, you no matter what's in there. I don't, and you know what? I know it. <laughs> so. You know what? I don't judge people who do as well. I know it's a disgusting habit, but I don't judge people who do. Yeah. Especially, for instance, say if Bryce and I are, are out eating together and you're munching down on something, you're like, mm. oh, this tastes so good, you would love it, you know, Whoa. with a mouthful of food. Mm. I'm like, yeah, you got to share it straight away. It's a buffalo yeah. flying across to you. The great thing, I think we've got to a point, Harry, where even if we're talking, like it's so inaudible, we're eating and talking at the same time. It's so inaudible to everyone else, but we get it. We get it. And you have this kind of, huh? Oh, it's very weird that's weird (laughs) alright number three number three giving yourself a nickname or a pet name I don't think I have no you haven't no what would you give yourself if you could if you did me yeah I I would give if I could give myself a nickname it would be something that is the opposite of what I am so I come across as a lot cooler (laughs) so like like a Top Gun nickname, yeah, Ace like or Slider, oh, yeah, Mav. yeah, yeah, or like, yeah, yeah, like the Iceman or something like that, or I don't know. I'll go for Mav. Maverick was Maverick. Yeah. Okay, Mav. Okay, yeah. you. What, what about you? I'd really like to be called Peanut. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Please explain. I just like it. I love it when people call other people like, "Oh, you little Peanut." Oh, look at the Peanut. Hey, <laughs> hey Peanut. How was your day? No, I just think it's such a cute nickname. I think you're on your own with that one. Peanut. Absolutely. Oh, so cute. But just on the topic, people that give themselves a nickname, Weird. you are losers. <laughs> you are. Well, but that's not fair. I got given pricey. I didn't give myself. No, no, no. no. Well, that's not nicknames. Oh, okay. She's what producer Layla is saying is like if you're a really good uh, fisherman or something, you're like fish boss. Yeah, call me <laughs> fish boss. <laughs> Gosh. Bad example, maybe. I think there's a few nicknames that everyone's thinking right now that we can't repeat on the radio. <laughs> Checking your scandal. Chris Jenner is taking another stab at officially owning the term mummager. Uh, three years later, she uh, she actually filed in 2015 documents to trademark the word, but it was blocked because it was too similar to an existing trademark, um, trademarked word, which was mummanger. 
my manager, but she just wants mummager. Anyway, she's going back in there oh. with her documents, proving that she's the ultimate mummager because she wants to use it for a new clothing line. Uh, she wants to use it for potentially a new beauty line as well because, of course, the whole Kardashian family are weighing in on this you know, makeup business and they're yeah. killing it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Chris Jenner wants to do that too. She has got like a bit of a side project going on with Kylie with some makeup. Um, but once she's a mummager and she's got the trademarked brand, that's it. You know, like I know we make fun of everything. It's not a name drop thing, but we did we did have a chat with Chris Jenner when she was in town. Yeah, and she's really nice. She was a nice woman. She, you know what? She's a fantastic businesswoman, but she's an incredible mother. Yeah. Considering she's got what, like six kids or something. I know. She was on the phone to them. She was texting them. She's asking about them to other people. Like, yeah, yeah she's concerned. She's she's an all-rounder. Yeah, so, you know, whatever we say, genuinely, she was a nice lady. Yeah. Ryan Reynolds. Now, he's doing the rounds for promoting Deadpool 2. Have you seen it on Shake Zayed Road? There's a massive Deadpool oh. 2 poster on the bridge. Yeah, they were everywhere. It was all in um, all the Emirates yesterday, yeah, too. Yeah, and it's so cool because it says Dubai, are you ready kind of thing. That's and it's cool. like, oh, that's so awesome. So Ryan Reynolds is in uh, South Korea. He was on a South Korean TV show called King of the Masked Singer, and he performed a song from Annie the Musical <laughs> <laughs> in a sparkly cape and a unicorn mask. Just imagine Ryan Reynolds singing like this. The sun will come out tomorrow, so you gotta hang on till tomorrow. <laughs> I love this song. That has really tickled me this morning. That's hilarious. <laughs> He's a great singer. He's not bad. He sounds amazing. So imagine Deadpool in all his kit singing that. So good. If you haven't seen Deadpool 1, it is a laugh. It's so good. I know. I've missed it. I have to watch it. Yeah. I only watched Guardians of the Galaxy on the weekend and I loved it. Watch Deadpool and then we'll watch Deadpool 2 together. It's right. so good. Cool. The Harry and Pricey Podcast. Dubai 92.